<laughs> theme song remix remix theme song okay welcome to at night i fly this is a special episode where we ask spoon questions about his life being in prison i got the question from facebook the, the kickstarter account that originally funded the first wave of the show it was great hope you like it keep it real as spoon would say peace at night some questions for spoon this is a segment so when right now oh somebody asked a question yeah I, I got a list of questions from people oh i didn't know that why you didn't tell me that i think that was the end of the call nope yeah because you're crazy ass and tell me <laughs> uh, <laughs> one person asked what's your favorite star trek who? All of them, but my favorite, all of them. I love all of them, all the episodes. But my very, very favorite, ooh, ah, that's kind of hard. When the, the the Cleons and the Earthlings were fighting over this planet where there were some docile people they thought were docile to get some kind of uh, uh, mineral from that. Where the people, you know, they let the Cleons and the Earthlings do all that gibbering and jabbering. And then finally, they got tired of when there was going to be a lot of uh, violence. And they just stopped it and made them uh, weapons melt and, and, and told them there'll be no fighting here. And both the Cleons and Earthly couldn't understand that no fighting. So finally they said, we, we, you got to go. And they showed them that they were pure energy. And they were pure energy. And then they put them, Kirk, back on his ship and the Cleon back on his ship and sent them across the universe. What I see is that we all spiritual because when they went to pure energy, that shows that there's something basic, bigger than its physicality that we're in. Yeah. It's like when you age, you age, you still, you you don't, your body age, not you. Mm. I, I you gotta tell I mean? you, your body age. My, my grandmother, as we speak, is uh, at the end of her life, she's dying right now. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. when someone close to you is, is dying, you, and I'm not saying that, like, there's magical souls or there's stuff afterwards, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do believe that this life, this limited life is not the most important thing. Yeah, I understand. And it's because well, dreams, you can't explain dreams. You know, we try to explain it, but we, cause we're, we, we are leaving this body when we take off in a dream. We're, at night, we're flying. Night I fly. Yeah, it's wild. Another dream you had that I just love is the um, harmonica bread. Can you tell us about... Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it just happened a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, I was sitting with some people, I don't know, I guess they were musicians or something. We were all sitting around kicking it and getting some bread. 
came from somewhere and I started playing the pr- This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Sound like a real harmonica. <laughs> We got to move on. Uh, Somebody asked, they just simply want to know what the schedule is like in prison. So this would be at Solano, a level two prison. So that means people are getting out. It's not all lifers. What's your schedule like in that prison? I get up at 2.30 or 3 in the morning so that I can have some peace because this is dorm living. And during the day and at 10 o'clock, it's it's noisy and people going back and forth to the bathroom and this place is severely overcrowded. And therefore, they got 18 toilets for uh, over 250 people, which is unnatural, which is inhumane. So therefore, I get up at three something, make me a shot of, you know, brush my teeth and do all that stuff to make me a shot of coffee and then lay down and rest and read. Then I get ready for work. How how do you make uh, coffee? In my hot pot, got a hot pot. Okay. Or they got, a, and they got a hot spigot. You know, the thing just warms up the water where you could just put your coffee in. Mm. So you can and you can keep I, like uh, coffee and food uh, in the the room, the dorm that you're living. In your, yeah, in your bin, you got you can have up to two bins. You can have six cubic feet of property. My most of my property try to be food and my paperwork. But then about 6 o'clock, they have early workers. That's for people that work on the hill up there in education or in the industry. They got eyeglass industry here. And they got uh, metal fab, which they make stuff for the Caltrans and the glasses they make for all over. And they got a laundry industry here that they do laundry for different prisons and for Napa Valley and for different hospitals. And where I work at, I'm a podcaster. I do podcasts and, you know, cut and paste and edit and work with Pro Tools. And I go to the level three yard to do it. So, and it's a media center there, and that's where I get on my computer and interview people, other prisoners that come in and interview them, and then cut and paste what I've done. Is there like a lunch bell, or is there a time? Um, I think people wonder just like if there is like, like in school, you'd have like bells and you would all have to like move at the same time. Is it like that in prison? Yeah, when you go to a certain area, yeah, in the morning, your job, you go through turnstile, get naked sometimes, you go, go up to industry or to education in certain parts of the prison. They strip you down going in naked and look up your anus and all that, and then they strip you down when you come out every day, five days a week. Uh, the job where I work at, fortunately, I don't have to go through that. But, yeah, they got those type of jobs. The thing is, when you go to breakfast, you get a semi-warm breakfast sometime with not enough food to feed a little kid, but that's okay. And then they give you a lunch that have the same ugly little lunch meat in it every day, and they bury it every blue moon, and it has uh, some bread that looks, you know, like it fell out of a dinosaur's ass or something. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they give you fruit every now and then. They give you, uh, sometimes they started doing better with the fruit, you have 60 seconds remaining. And tomatoes, but then they started cutting back because they said it was costing too much to feed us. But they don't want us to be healthy. They started getting us some taste of yogurt and stuff, too, and which was actually helping people in their digestive systems. And then dinner starts at about 5.30, and, and it varies depending. And you get no real meat, but every blue moon, like uh, chicken hindquarters. But we don't get no real hamburger, no no real ground beef. 
none of that ever. It's all soy, all mixed with some other shit from some other planet that mm. even a Star Trek creature wouldn't want to eat an alien or Star Wars. They wouldn't want to touch that shit. Okay, so breakfast, they give you lunch, and then at yeah, 5.30 you go true. back. At 5.30 after work hours and everything is over, you get your dinner. You have your dinner, you walk to dinner and sit down in the chow hall and eat whatever it is you eat. Then you go to night program if you got a class something at night. You go to that till about 8 o'clock. Then that night is over and you come back to the building and the TV goes off at 9.15. Mm. And so do the phone. 9.15 is when it gets shut off. What What do you do at 3 in yeah. the morning when you wake up? Are you... Yeah, yeah. I just ponder or read or something like that. Listen to music. I got an MP3 player, so I listen to music. Oh, I didn't know that. What do you got on there? Yeah. Uh, a couple of songs, yeah. Like 10? No, like... Uh, like, what's a couple? Yeah, I got Eagles. I Dun, 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 dun. Five, Five now. Three. You're doing the right thing, being romantic now? I'm trying. I mean, it's just that she's so busy that it it's almost... Yeah, that's it's, why when she comes back, when she had come home, rubber feet. I do. I rubber feet every day, this man. call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Last night I gave her a massage uh, and she fell asleep. That's good. <laughs> massage it is... Yeah. Just just knowing that you are there is, is what's important. That's good. That's good. Proud of Okay, more questions. One one person asked if people start new hobbies. They specifically said, yeah. how common is it for people to find new passions or purpose while in prison? Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Any uh, prisoners that are in the self-discovery and the knowing themselves, that's what we do. We take college classes. Uh, we I've learned how to play the Native American flute from a Grammy Award-winning Mary Youngblood. I had never touched a flute before in my life when she came in and handed out flutes. I said, what the hell? I might well try it. And I've been playing ever since. And then, you know, they take seminars. You go, whatever come in, and reading is a key a lot of times. Because reading introduces you to so much. It introduces you to other books that introduce you to other people that introduce you to other lives. Mm. So this listener should listen ones. to Uncuffed because you profile a lot of people that go through those changes in that show. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, another question was: Are there any inside jokes in prison, like jokes that we won't get on the outside? Hmm. Yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to think. I mean, so he got inside jokes. I just can't think of them. Mm. We'll come back to it. It might pop into your head. Yeah. One one friend asked, and I think I know this answer, but I'll let you answer. He says, has not associating with gangs made things easier or harder for you? It's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's just uh, the way I am. I've never been one to let other people do my thinking. But, you know, it's easier for black people not to be in a gang than it is for Mexican or white because uh, I don't know because we uh, something about us that even the ones that are in gangs are able to get out they could become Muslims or get religion and then stop 
you know, hanging out with the gang. I mean, there's so been I such like, like uh, an over incarceration of black people that. That's just, that's just like when uh, the car chase I saw on TV today. There was this dude in his ambulance running out over, hitting police cars, hitting other cars. They shot at him. But everybody here, we figured it was a white guy because they didn't riddle the car with bullets. But when they finally got him stopped, he was shot superficially three times somewhere. But he was white. I mean, he was literally running in the cop cars and doing all that. But they didn't unload the guns on him and kill him. I was sitting with a Mexican dude, and he said, "Yeah, that'd been one of us. We'd be dead." Oh my God! That is, that is a fact. And uh, I'm trying to still think of that joke. That'd be some joke. I'm, I mean, I'm that kind of sounds maybe. like a joke. Uh, like just saying, uh, this, huh? "This dude's in a car, flying down the road, shooting at cops." This was a special episode. Questions for Spoon. Special episode of At Night I Fly. My name is Matthew Schneeman. I did the music. Produce this episode. Thanks for listening.